Welcome to Every Horror Movie on Netflix. We're the show where we watch, review, discuss, and try to get through every horror movie on Netflix. And I'm here again with the with the regular crew for the most part. Patrick's here. Hi. Steven's here. Hello. And this week we're privileged to be joined again by our familiar but still very special guest, Gregory. Hi, how you doing? Hello, Gregory. Hello. What a treat to have you here today. This is very last minute. What a disaster to have Gregory oh, back with oh, us. Oh, sick. Oh, that's... Gregory is the host of the What a Disaster podcast. I'm not we the host. Say. I'm a You're a host of the What a Disaster podcast. A brother right. podcast to aim on, I would say, yeah. right? Yeah. And we could say brother, sister, uh, sibling. I mean, but... non, non-gendered familial relation. Yeah. Yeah. Of our podcast. That's fine. Yeah. We could do that. Cousin. Yeah. Cousin. Cousins, Let's not be gendered. progressive about this. Yeah, our cousin podcast. We uh, we we swap hosts a lot. We you know we go over to you. You come over to us. Yeah, as soon as so, uh, as soon as I kill one of you guys, you enter me, and vice versa. <laughs> oh well, a little <laughs> great segue. Great segue because this week we watched because of Patrick's special request last time he uh, spun the wheel of death and we watched Dolph Lundgren in Don't Kill It. I didn't realize. Oh, you know what? I did realize we had you to thank for that. I get. I blocked That's right. it out. That's right. Because I wanted to still be your. I friend. deliberated over this decision for way too long. When I listened back to that episode, I was like, <laughs> "Holy shit!" I took a long time to decide what movie I'm, I was going to pick. How do you feel about your decision? You know, I without feel spoilers. fucking great about yeah. my decision. Uh, I feel be... thrilled about my decision. <laughs> I'm glad. It might be self-explanatory, but remind us why you chose this movie. Uh, well. <laughs> I chose it because I first picked the human centipede and the general just disgust that emanated from around the table. Those groans were... Yeah, really prompted me to really change my hit. mind. Those hit yeah. hard. Which which is totally fair, because fuck the human centipede. I hate I, that I movie. was ready to quit. I know. I was <laughs> no ready kidding. to quit, too, because of my own decision. I was not going to listen to a human centipede episode. So <laughs> It's hard enough to watch every horror movie on Netflix, so when we get the chance to pick something of our own choosing, we don't want to watch... The bottom of the barrel. See, and I guess the reason I wanted to do The Human Centipede was because I thought that Chris and Steve had not seen it, and I hated that movie so much that I wanted to have a conversation with other people about it to see if they hated it as much as I did. That was kind of my instinct on that. Anyways, I ended up picking Don't Kill It because it's been on my radar for a bit. The title is fucking great. Dolph Lundgren is amazing. He-Man. He's He-Man. He-Man himself. He's and the fucking Punisher. Ivan Drago. <laughs> And the Punisher, yeah. Was he the Punisher? Oh, he, yeah, was. he was. Yeah, he was in the well, 80s yeah. or 90s it was or something. Right, yeah, I think showed it might have been early 90s. Balls from yeah. that movie. Tia yeah. Carrera was in that movie, too, who was a, like an early 90s sex icon. Yeah. I don't know who that is. She was but... in Wayne's World. Oh, okay. Is that... Still have doesn't seen Wayne's World for me? I've seen Wayne's World, but I don't remember her. <laughs> I know that everybody here is a lot younger than me, so I have to kind of be careful with some of these references. Yeah. But... Yeah, welcome to every SNL movie on Netflix. <laughs> oh no, oh, God, that'd be rough. This week it's it's Pat. <laughs> Are they still making SNL movies? Uh, yes. I, well, Lorn Lorne Michaels is still at least producing movies. Uh, he I produced. Don't know um, uh, what the hell was that movie about the improv 
people oh, recently. Don't think twice. Um, don't think twice. Yeah. Yeah. I think he produced that. But I mean, that's not really an time. SNL. I mean, I mean, I think we're talking about like spinoffs from SNL skits, right? Skits I feel that like um, movies. Yeah. Uh, Andy Sandberg movie is the closest you get. These like days. Hot Rod or whatever. Uh, the like Pop Star. Don't stop. Never stopping. Oh, oh yeah. you know what? I tried watching that. It is not good. Yeah. Most, it was. It was a rough one. I started and I was like, I'm gonna start stopping right now. <laughs> anyway. If you're in America, I hope you had a good 4th of July. We're here sweating our ass off. It is so hot in here. We are sweating our ass off. Hotter than the spoiler room. But, uh, you know, we're going to stick through it for you. We're going to sweat through it and tell you about... Don't kill it. Don't kill it. Don't kill it. Don't kill it. You shouldn't kill it. Please don't kill it. Everybody kills it. A movie that wastes no time in setting up exactly like how everything works it has a great premise so great why premise, would it work? great opening yeah you don't have to wait and you know hours to get to the the concept of this one like we did for like be afraid yeah it's right up there because i was kind of wondering like you know what this movie was about or how it was going to play out exactly i only knew the title i didn't know any other details and the opening to this movie set it up in the most delightful and direct way imaginable i laughed my ass off at the opening to this movie and also like i immediately understood why you're not to kill it i wish i knew that they wanted this movie to be funny because that opening is hilarious oh they it's, want it to be yeah, funny it was hard I, to yeah. tell you it's, know when he, when the well set up what happens patrick you like this scene so, so much yeah so i mean it, it opens with a, a hunter in the woods with his dog the dog runs off to catch something that the dude shoots i think and d- the dog all of a sudden becomes super distracted by something it sees in a cave and all of a sudden goes nuts and starts attacking the hunter the hunter shoots the dog fine in the face and it's not fine i was turned off by that it was the the guy escalates. Like there are a lot of difficult. You mean just the fact that a dog got shot? Yeah, yeah, that a dog got shot in the face. Well, the guy did not seem to exhaust very many of his options before he just murked his own dog. I mean, there were <laughs> there were a lot of kills in this movie that disturbed me a lot more than the dog getting yeah, shot. Yeah, definitely Let's didn't just put hear it him say way. no down boy at all. <laughs> yeah, <It's> just, <laughs> you know what? Fuck it, I can get another. I mean, dog. the dog was losing its shit. Yeah, but he anyway. could have shot it in the leg and like demobilized it or something if he really felt he had to do that. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Their heads, heads explode in this movie, and it's all pretty, you know, gleefully gory. I wasn't disturbed by any of it, uh, but that that was too. Much I was definitely disturbed by some kills in this movie. We can get into that later. Let me finish. It was, I want to hear your kill of the, It wasn't yeah. because of the gore, though, that I was disturbed by some of those. It was just what was happening in the moment. But, but, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll let you. We can so get. Yeah, yeah, we're we're talking so, about attack dog so he shoots the dog and then returns home and murders his whole family and immediately it becomes apparent that there's some sort of spirit possessing the first the dog and then the hunter the whoever's possessed their eyes always turn black and if you kill them the spirit transfers into whoever has killed it and it it, whatever the possessed creature always makes this pretty distinct screaming noise that never stopped being fucking funny to me every time the spirit like moved into someone new and someone would like rear their head back and go it never stopped that's pretty good yeah it's often funny because a lot of the actors in this movie are not very skilled and i don't think they really knew what the scream is going to sound like like the, the hunter as he's he's just I, I don't even know how to explain it. His run is so funny. Sometimes you see someone running and just want to tell them not to do that because they look <laughs> like a goofball. And he just got his mouth held open while yeah. the sound effect is 80 yard in. Yeah. It just like the, cracked up. My favorite one was the guy driving the panel truck at the end, like toward the, well, I guess it was toward the middle of the movie, I guess. He, he just was doing this. 
His face, he had a dead <laughs> eyes, no effort into it at all. Just his mouth was open and they applied the scream to the scene and it was just terrible. Just oh, terrible. Well, I think I we need it. a picture of Greg doing that for the show uh, notes. Just put it up the show notes. The we do this. Blank eyes. I'm going to photograph Greg open. doing that right now. But yeah, so I mean, the, the opening sequence ends with hard cut to the opening title, Don't Kill It. And I was like, all well, right, something I get ha- it. There's another, because the hunter is killed by, I think, a member of his own family. Isn't he? Yes. yes. And then that person immediately goes psycho and starts like stabbing or shooting the other family members or something like that. Or, right. It's pretty yeah, rapid fire murdering everybody that's present. It's it's yeah, like a relay I, race. Yeah, because I yeah. don't because I, I don't think we get the idea quite of the spirit passing from person to person until after he kills his whole family and then goes to like the next house over and someone oh, that's kills him. Gabriel, and, you son of a bitch. And then we see <laughs> it pass into that person. Right. So that I might do that thing where you open your mouth again. I'm gonna take a picture for social media uh you you gotta play it up a little more though no that's actually pretty accurate that it? <laughs> that's what the truck driver was doing it was oh, just wait. hands on Let the me wheel zoom out and get that hands on the wheel <laughs> oh yep there we go all right great love it hashtag shareable <laughs> also i don't know if we're jumping ahead too far here but an fbi agent is called in because all of these murders happen so quickly as the as this thing that we're not quite sure what it is yet is jumping from person to person yeah um, this was, she grew up in this town, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm. Which is, doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter. I wish there had <laughs> been, I don't wish there had been more of that. It would have been interesting to see her like grapple with like seeing it her It definitely matters. There were like two moments with the one guy calls her evil Lynn instead of Evelyn. And Clever. the, the, another he a little bit later then. on, there's, um, uh, the pastor is like, she's the devil. Right. Everybody. But they don't tell us anything about why they think that no yeah they do because she like drowned and then mysteriously came back from her near drowning death and so everyone in town thinks that she's somehow supernatural in a threatening way because don't embarrass me in front of the listeners (laughs) i actually didn't pick up i'm not just embarrassing you i'm embarrassing everyone who didn't remember this plot point which was all three of you (laughs) okay well yeah they do they call on the fbi FBI agent who's a townie shows up. This takes place in like the Bayou, Mississippi, Alabama, something like that. Yeah, it's Mississippi. Yeah. Mississippi. Is it Mississippi? Yeah. Is there Bayou in Mississippi? I always when I think oh, yeah. of Bayou, I think of Louisiana. Well, me too. Yeah, but there's bayou. definitely Bayou in Mississippi. In so fact, should I just do this whole episode? Well, Bayou, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, please don't. <laughs> you okay, can do I'll, it as Dolphin. I'll definitely the stop video. then. Eventually. <laughs> Well, this um, was shot in Alaska, actually. Was it? Was yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the no. seasons didn't line up. I don't know about so much sense, actually. I don't believe that. I Because totally I thought I watched that. the credits, and I thought it said, like, thanks to the city of something-something Mississippi. Hmm. Maybe because they took the city's name and applied <laughs> it to somewhere else. I don't <laughs> wrote it for Dolph Lundgren. I wrote it multiple, from multiple sources that this was shot in Alaska. I think presumably because it was cheaper to do it there. I, I didn't do the name, Biloxi. <laughs> but I was angry because it didn't seem like the 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 trees lined up with where they were we i I think chris i talked to you a little bit about this about a quiet place yeah you get the seasons just don't if the seasons Mm. don't line up with the time of the movie it makes me angry for some reason and i notice it and yeah for some reason those those trees were just making me mad well it's like halloween you know like the first the opening shot of halloween you see like a dead leaf fall on the ground all the trees are green they're shooting in like california or some shit Mm -hmm. yeah that every neighborhood place that they have in California where it's always just deciduously green trees. Yeah. Pleasantville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. We're missing the point, though, guys. We have yet to talk about the star of this film who we are introduced to very early on. 
they bring in the FBI, and then they also bring in. Well, no, he he he. They don't bring him in, but he, he comes with his own volition. Yeah, he forces his way in. Dolph Lundgren, who is established in like the opening scene after the you know cold open as a demon hunter of some sort. He very non-consensually forces his way into this whole thing, which is funny because the first like monologue he gives is all about consent to some douchebag in a bar. It's this really, it's a really weird sequence. Like I, I don't know what was the point of having this scene where he defends a woman in a bar and then explains consent to this guy, but that it doesn't, it doesn't really gel with his character for the rest of the movie because he definitely does some pretty non-consensual yeah. sort of shit in forces this movie his way himself. Into everything he does, yeah, yeah. I yeah. wrote in my notes uh, about the consent thing. Topical? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what they were going for, but it just it doesn't it didn't it doesn't really stick. I appreciate it. Too, you know, you see a, a you see a tough man. This shows that you can have a tough man, a man's man, a hard drinking, hard vaping <laughs> son of a bitch. Vape so hard. Man, that fucking movie. vape. But he still I knows how one. I respect a I woman. I don't even vape, and I want one of his little. Va- it looked like a, ho- a mini hookah. I don't remember him vaping. He vapes oh, he off vaped. the entire movie very dramatically. Vape. They, even, they even <laughs> brought it up when he was getting his effects back from the police. Oh, Did you watch yeah, this movie, yeah. Patrick? Hey, you know, I'm the one who remembers what happened to uh, Evil Lynn, the one which I think is took. more. I think that's more important than Dolph vaping. <laughs> is it though? No, I loved it because he, he's you know the, he's a caricature of you know the kind of like grizzly guy that we've seen in a whole bunch of movies, but instead of, like smoking. He's just got a vape, and it looks so <laughs> out of place. It had to be deliberate. Oh yeah, he's, he's yeah. like holding this thing like like the man with no name smokes a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like puffing on a vape. It's hilarious. I mean, just to think that he, this grizzled old badass, would be health conscious in any way. <laughs> Can we talk about his outfit too? Like, I mean, it's How the weirdest. Like it's the weirdest combination of personal effects. Like, he's got a cowboy hat and this blousey, like almost see-through, like negligee, like pirate shirt. He's got like multiple necklaces. He has he more necklaces than Johnny Depp has pieces of any kind of jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's insane. Yeah. It yeah. looks painful to wear them. Yeah. He looked like Mr. T from the ATM. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, just jewelry. <laughs> yes. But he pities no fool. No. 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 I do I do pity his his southern accent a little bit though. Oh, he was his <laughs> accent was rough. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I you, mean, it's no Bayou Greg, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should be his dialect coach for his next film. And and here's something I appreciate because you see Dolph Lundgren in Don't Kill It, and so many of these you know low budget horror movies have a name actor that they could afford to put on set for like half a day. So like you know he's like I remember watching like Pumpkinhead Four on TV or something, and it's like. You know, Lance Henriksen is top billing, but he, he's not in it. It's like he's in like a couple like there's a he's a ghost in a forest and like they walk by. And he's like standing there watching them and like that's all he did. But Dolph Lundgren is in like damn near every scene of this movie. Dolph Lundgren is the star of this movie. He oh, yeah. is this movie and without so, a doubt. So it's good to have a, a name actor driving the movie as much as he does in this. And it, it's a fun character. One might even say he is the it who we do not wish to be killed. He's the only one that doesn't kill it. Really? Spo- well, that's the spoilers. Point. Save I mean, that for the spoiler room, whoa, Greg. Whoa, whoa. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's the point because this is this is an ancient evil that Dolph Lundgren. What do we even care? What his actual name is? I don't. I forget. It's Jebediah something. Jebediah. It was a dumb name. Stone or steel or something. No. I don't know. <sighs> God, doesn't matter. It doesn't. Jebediah, but though, yeah. Dolph Jebediah. Lundgren <laughs> has experience with this. He's been like a demon hunter since he was a kid. His dad was a demon hunter. He's seen this before and. 
he uh, so he is always trying to convince everyone of this horror, and he knows how it works. And he says, "You you can't kill it. Don't kill it. Don't shoot it. Whatever. Blah 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 blah." And no one wants to hear that. Great iconic scene when the first scene where they introduce the FBI agent. She's in there talking to, like the local police chief about how he's like, "Oh, we got some murders here," and then he <laughs> bursts into the police station, starts screaming about the devil and the demons and everything. Everything he's saying is true, but he sounds like a crazy man. And like a couple cops like start to pull him out the door. I love how long that took. <laughs> it was like, yeah, how he long he fights them off, in and then dragging up and coming back in. Yeah. At several minutes of that, he yeah. literally it was it's, it's got to be at least ninety seconds of the cops trying to pull him out the door and he's just it like was, wrestling it was with longer them. than 90 seconds i think he's delivering like a two-minute monologue as the cops are just like push, trying to push him out the door <laughs> amazing endurance yeah that was the best part of the movie for me he was draco in that scene drago 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 not draco that's the no muscles boy, from right? brussels that's from that's from harry potter yeah Different. wait where is Dolph actually from he's from sweden sweden, sweden. Yeah. okay yeah. Not Soviet Russia. And what you can tell, I mean, it just, he can't hide that in this accent he's doing. And I almost wish it had been yeah. played more for comedy. This is always fun. You know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger is just such a caricature. It became such a caricature of himself that he embraced his Austrian accent in, yeah. in most of his movies. And I kind of wish they'd gone there. There's so many things about this movie that are inherently funny, but I don't feel like the director really knew how to push it fully into comedy. It was always kind of right on the edge. I don't, yeah, I yeah. don't know why it was necessary for Dolph to be anything except Dolph in this movie. You know, yeah, like there's no reason to to cover him. It's, it's. I mean, the example of Schwarzenegger is perfect. Like they should have just let him be Schwarzenegger. I let him be Dolph the way Schwarzenegger just is Schwarzenegger. I kind of want to see Dolph Schwarzenegger, play Schwarzenegger now. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, I feel like a face-off remake with those oh, two. Yes. <laughs> so hang on. So the first face-off was what Nicolas Cage and Travolta. John Travolta. Yeah. So. Then instead, it's just Schwarzenegger and Dolph, Dolph Lundgren in Face Off, like a remake of Face Off. Yeah. I'm into it. Wouldn't that be great to see them <laughs> yeah. act as each other? God, like I, I keep in my, because of all these stupid disaster movies that we've been watching, I keep thinking about what movie I want to see The Rock remake. But now I have a whole different. No, I don't even care about the rock and baseball. Face up, baseball, baseballs. <laughs> Although I do want to see baseballs now. <laughs> you want the rock's balls in your face? Yes. Is what oh, I just God. heard. Just dip them. Just dip them right on there. Um, but no, now I'm 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 a hundred percent. If I were a millionaire, I would try and fund this. Schwarzenegger and Lundgren in a face-off remake. Well, this yes. movie only cost $1 million, so if you were just barely technically a millionaire, you could probably make that oh, movie. I'm doing it. And that's, yeah, I noticed that, because I would expect a bigger budget for a movie that has Dolph in like, every scene, but I saw that he has like, a production credit, too, so he probably gave him a deal where they didn't have to pay him up front. Well, and this mm. is relevant to something we were discussing before the cast, which I never knew, which is that Dolph Lundgren is a fucking genius and a chemical engineer and mm-hmm. a published scholar. Which published scholar? Yeah. What he? What did, did he we do? confirm? Publishing? I need citations. I thought he was published. Did we confirm I, that? I don't think we confirmed the okay. publication. Did he make this? If he has a PhD, he has to be published. Well, yeah. right. So, yeah. did yeah. he have a PhD? Or was he just a master? Hold on. I'm did he have a PhD? Let's PhD? let's throw air quotes up there on just a master's, please. Because yeah. if yeah, he's yeah, a PhD, yeah. I'm calling him Doctor. No, Dolph here we go. From, from his Wikipedia on. page, <laughs> London Lundgren received a degree in chemical engineering from the Royal Institute of Technology in the early 1980s and a master's degree in chemical engineering. So it just says degree. I don't know. He just got his master's. Is this one million dollar movie made with the Nobel Prize money that he received? <laughs> <laughs> Highest level of education completed, Dolph. Come on. And Give he us received the details here. a Fulbright scholarship 
to MIT and moved to Boston. That's amazing. God, that is, he's a very smart he, man. Yeah, he is an incredibly intelligent man. And then he makes this movie. And Well, he's the smartest guy in this movie. He's the only one who knows not to kill it. He, <laughs> That's right. He tells everybody not to and they don't listen. I mean, is it worth explaining at this juncture, actually, that his dad, in fact, faced off with this creature? And how far into the movie was that? That was that's that's early enough. Was yeah, it? Okay. I feel like we learned. I, that I, I mean, I don't know that it's a spoiler on. necessarily. No, yeah, it's but, cool. We hop around, but we do know. Well, we can confirm, I think, at this point, that it is fucking Dolph Lundgren's fault that <laughs> this thing is here at all. Well, yeah, he's gonna dump it in the yeah, bayou. Get, like, yeah, fuck it. he was gonna. Dump, he was, so, well, he'd go and dump it in the bayou. The, he was on a plane carrying. So what happened is they eventually were able to isolate the evil spirit, and they. Where he was going on a plane to dump it into the bayou, the plane crashed and or came apart and scattered the cargo all over. He did say that he lost the, his little the evil demon spirit. had ways of affecting the natural world around it. Right, not just it did. This wasn't happenstance that his plane went down. Yeah. this was this was the demon's work. So the dog in the first scene actually like kicks and it finds was going the nuts flask because or whatever, the urn that was keeping the evil right. spirit, and then the dog gets it, the hunter gets it. The neighbor gets it, and then basically anyone who kills this mass maniac murdering demon just gets keeps it. jumping around. So I mean, we should we should explain though, like how it was killed in the first place. Like his dad, who was also a demon, Dolph's dad, who was also a demon hunter, killed it by taking poison, ha- allowing himself to be tied to a tree, and then shooting the person who is possessed by the demon so that it passed into his body, which was immobilized and also about to die because of poison. Right, pretty and smart. The demon- and then it just like kind of pops out into the air as like this little glowing ball <laughs> little of light like whisk. Tinkerbell or something which was then <laughs> exactly which right. was then enclosed in a little flask Use the little knife, put it in a flask yep good to go yep good to go but they set these rules up and then I'm like yeah great concept this movie has a great concept it does it does it's I was not so excited. all that dissimilar from, have you guys heard of this movie called The Hidden no from I thought you were going to say have you guys heard of this movie called It Follows yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say it's <laughs> like definitely follows, similarities but instead of Killing people, it's sex. Or sex yeah. and killing people, whatever. You know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. No, what's The Hidden? Well, I've not seen The Hidden. Um, Warner Archive just released it recently, and it's been kind of making the rounds. People have been reviewing it. And it's actually, uh, quite a few reviews for this movie mention it. It's a like an alien body-hopping movie from, from 87. And I think Kyle MacLachlan is in it. Ooh. Sounds fascinating. But Bay. anyway, like, I... Hit bay for sure. Anyway, I just wondered if you guys had seen it and if you could weigh in on how it compares. We'll have to make that a future movie night. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, back to Don't Kill It. Where did yeah. we leave off? What so, did we want to talk about? Well, the effort of the community to stop this menace, which is killing scores of people in the community. Scads. Scads of people in the community. It's complicated by the fact that like everybody in this movie seems to be like packing a gun. <laughs> that's absolutely right it's america chris it's so easy to kill it it's in, so this, in this town it's the yeah. south in america everybody's got a gun yeah i mean i in like a gun like handy like not just like gotta go get it out of the, the locker or something yeah. it's yeah. like the first, in like, their like f- in their pants or something the first bunch of murders were like in their houses where else are you gonna keep yeah like gun? bam bam it's bam, just, bam yeah, like just, multiple everyone's just carrying a gun it was so much that amazing. I thought for a minute that this was going to be a satire and that they were going for satire and some nope. sort of commentary Mm-mm. on America and gun culture and 
you know, I mean, responding I think to violence with violence. I would have liked any theme no. in this movie, but <laughs> I don't think there's deep commentary. But I think obviously you're in a small southern town, and the assumption is that pretty much everybody's packing. I don't think they thought. I that don't much think they thought it. It through. I think they just had guns because yeah. it's funny. Yeah, yeah. I sense like there were so many things in this movie that could have. I mean, there's a scene where a uh, a bald, you know, sort of white redneck dude kills a black family. Or someone in the black family. Mm. It, it's, it actually becomes twisted, and that's not actually what happened. But anyway, in that scene, I thought, like, oh, here's another opportunity for social commentary, and it just never commits to it. It would have been. But it's not. It's not a social commentary movie. Why, you have to be, why are you guys asking for that out of this? I'm this not, is a pure, the, just like stupid, balls out, goofy horror comedy. I don't Look, think I was asking for it so much as I was expecting it based on how the. Especially after that consent scene, I was like, okay, yeah. this is a movie that's self aware. And they're going to work with some of this stuff, and then they don't. Yeah, I would never have expected it going into this movie, but there were there were so many little things I thought, like, oh, wow, this would be really interesting if it went in that direction mm-hmm. or if it committed to this for, like, a minute, even. You know, I don't expect a whole movie about black people getting murdered by white guys. Like, but it would have been nice if there had been a line or something, or even explaining why there's so many guns in this town. Yeah. Any Anything that they, any commentary they started down, they get, like, two steps in and then just give it the finger and call it good. It was, I, I, I mean, I thought the consent thread being so oddly, like, harped upon and then abandoned was very strange. But otherwise, I didn't have any expectations of this movie providing social commentary, and it delivered upon those expectations tenfold. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> I try not to judge a movie by comparing it to the movie that I would have preferred to see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard with this one, though, because it's, it's Dolph Lundgren in a but, movie called Don't Kill It. Well, well no, what, I, what I'm saying is... I thought the concept was so rich, the idea of this demon and you kill it and it takes you over, that it could have been, this concept is good enough to drive like a great horror movie, especially if they played with these ideas of like the urge for, you know, how how people like to get revenge against violent criminals and the oversaturation with guns and all this stuff. There's the stuff they could have done to make this like a great movie. And then they were like, well, here's a great idea and we're going to take the juvenile comedy route with it which is fine it's their prerogative that's the movie they decided to make i'm not gonna really hold it against them but i thought it was a missed that was exactly the movie i expected though i mean i I guess i could see how you might want something more out of this or that might be the movie that you were wishing for or whatever but i fully expected just like some balls out b movie oh i expected that too i expected that too i didn't expect to find a interesting concept in this movie that I wanted to see explored in a more mature way. So you were actually sort of surprised in a positive way by the richness of the concept, but then disappointed in that, in your opinion, they didn't deliver on it. Not, well, they delivered on what they were trying to deliver on. I just, it, it's like... They didn't take as much advantage of it as they could have from your point of view. It's like if I'm, it's like if I'm a garbage man... And I'm picking up the oh, trash. Oh, you are. <laughs> you are. I'm, I'm picking up the trash, so and trash. you know, I throw it in the truck, and I throw the can in the truck. And, you know, I'm expecting to see garbage. I'm a garbage man, right? And then I find like a beautiful necklace. <laughs> I find the heart of the ocean in the trash. You find a little golden urn. So you were expecting and, this to be the heart of the ocean, and I'm like, that's a really beautiful thing in this garbage. Uh, it's a shame <laughs> that I have to close the thing, and and it's with the garbage now. Wait, <laughs> hang on. Is that what you would do if you saw a beautiful necklace and you were a garbage? Garbage man? men aren't allowed to pick shit out of the trash. Why not? I'm sure they do. It. Oh, I'm sure they adhere oh. to that. Right. Golden, Is that actually a rule? Golden rule of their profession? Is there a code of garbage men? <laughs> no, hang on. I want to see <laughs> this <laughs> documented, Chris. <laughs> All right, that was the just... worst. 
That was the worst analogy I could have made. The Ten Commandments of Garbage, garbage Collection. Let <laughs> me tell you how I feel about this movie, because I'm, I'm enjoying the conversation between the two of you, and I think I fit somewhere in the middle of it. I was expecting... So, Steve, does that mean you're a garbage man, or are you trash? Would you pick you're the, the truck. necklace out you of the garbage? You are the truck, I think. I'm the truck, okay. But would you pick the necklace out of the garbage if you saw it? Oh, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and i put that shit in hock. Mm. Um, <laughs> all right, so, this movie, I went into it with very reasonable expectations. This is going to be a fun, sometimes funny, probably gleefully gory movie. It is. It doesn't commit hard enough to being a comedy. I don't think it commits hard enough to the concept either. There's a lot of long stretches where there's not a lot going on, but then you get these crazy fucking massacre scenes out of nowhere that I feel like are very poorly edited. So this movie disappointed me because I think it's a great concept, but it needs to either have a compelling story, which it does not. It has the bare bones of one that doesn't explore or needed to be funnier for me and more slapsticky. I could say that it definitely could have used more or less comedy. It it just, it was, it was sort of in a weird, it was in a weird gray area where there was, there were some jokes, there was some very over the top shit. And then there was other stuff that you were sort of expecting to take more seriously. I, could totally say that it could have been more tonally consistent. Well, you know, I saw something on the internet. I'm real sensitive now talking about things being tonally consistent or not because I saw a tweet that was like calling people out for criticizing movies for being tonally inconsistent. And that's something we did a lot last time with Beyond the Gates. But I don't think a movie has to be tonally consistent. It just has to make its shifts in tone work mm-hmm. or feel inspired or something. The problem with this movie is that it's mostly just kind of an action comedy, horror comedy, not taking itself seriously. But then there are long stretches where it's not being funny and not being like serious and good either. It's just kind of boring. It reminded me a little bit of an asylum movie or like Three Headed Shark Attack, something like that. Really? Wow. I got well, the same vibe. Well, the director, his first film was called Big Ass Spider, which does that <laughs> does that not sound like an asylum movie? Wait, so was his it a big film, spider and they're just using that as like... A descriptor, or is it a spider with a big ass? I it, I don't know. I mean, spiders do traditionally have pretty yeah. large ass. Or is it like a big ass spider, like a spider, Ooh, a spider on your lives ass? On asses? Yeah. His next movie was Lava Lantula, which is like a spider that can apparent is immune to lava. <laughs> so wait, is it a tarantula that lives on? <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, like I I looked into this director, and I do feel like this is very much in asylum territory. This just felt very juvenile, and like. They've got the concept, but not the follow through. Yeah, so the, uh, oh, I, I don't get, I don't, oh, I don't get the asylum comparison. At well, it's all, much better. It's it's much more much accomplished better. than yeah, much better. No, no doubt that it's better than an asylum movie. But you still have these parts that like feel like forced in filler. You used better than an asylum yeah. movie, but I think just different than an because in an asylum movie they know what they're setting out to do, they do it, and they're pretty spot on with, with like if somebody said. You're going to have to watch an Asylum movie. You know what to expect. Mm-hmm. But with this one, it, it, it doesn't commit to anything. And that's that's kind of the big the, the key thing. It's not really a horror movie. I think it commits to a number really of a things. comedy thing. Just not well, though. It's, it's like, mm. I'm going to date you for three months and then we're going to break up. That's pretty <laughs> much, like, that's the extent of this relationship with this movie. It just, you have it, a relationship with this movie. It, it, I'm learning that just now. It doesn't do anything with comedy. It doesn't do anything really with horror. The story is just, puts just as much effort into it as anything else. And it just, none of it felt cohesive. None of it tied together. I didn't think of it as funny at any point. Like, outside of Dolph Lundgren's performance, I didn't laugh 
at anything. There's not really any really. Jokes, I didn't either. Really. I li- there aren't. That's the thing. Wait, there are things every, that are funny. Everybody retrospect. say they laugh their ass off at the opening scene. Oh well, but I don't yeah. know if that was meant to be as funny. It as absolutely was. No, it was. It's fun. It's, it's hard to tell. That's was, the problem exactly. with this movie. If they did it and you could tell that they did it on purpose. That would be one thing. You can't tell Wait, so if what they is, were doing it intentionally or if it was just shitty FX. Yeah, and they were no like, well, let's just call it good with some no, fast cuts. Why was there a question? Oh, no, I want to dig into this. I want to drill down into this. Right. Why was there a question in your minds, Gregory and Steven, about whether that opening scene was meant to be funny or not? Like, in what world is that not meant to be over the top? That opening scene and- where a guy shoots his dog in the face? I don't know why you guys are so hung up on the dog. I don't give a fuck about the dog. That's an emotionally jarring moment. You see him point the gun in the dog's direction, then we cut away to a wide shot. You hear the bang. Sure, they they don't show it to you, but you know what's happening. They point the gun as opposed to many, many people's heads who we see explode. Yeah, but that's that stuff is just so over the top, and it's expected in a horror movie that people are going to die in a horror. Okay, did you guys want to see the dog's head explode then? Like no, no, I didn't want the dog to be there at all. The dog didn't need to happen. Listen, I didn't think that when I watched the first scene, I laughed because it was so over the top and not what I was really expecting to see in the first five minutes of a movie. I laughed at that, but I didn't know whether it was going to be a comedy movie or not or just a weird executed Well, that's the thing. It wasn't gore porn at the beginning. It was just a guy getting attacked by his dog and shooting it. Like there's no comedy there. What's what's so funny well, the about? Funny, I, did not, about what, I did not find the dog when the guy funny. becomes possessed and then he like clenches his fists and just runs down a hill with that terrible wailing sound. Yeah, and like I still, it's so like cheaply shot and like weirdly framed that I like I laughed, but I didn't know if I was supposed to be laughing it, at it or not. I was like, is this supposed shit. to be creepy or not? We've it seen felt- some shit. We've seen some movies that would do that scene and mean it. Seriously, I yeah, because <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, because that that whole opening sequence to me works as it escalates slowly, and you realizing, oh yeah, this is just balls out craziness. I mean, because first it seems sort of dark, something sort of creepy is going on. We're walking through the woods. I didn't laugh at the dog getting shot. I didn't think that was funny, but it slowly becomes more and more absurd and over the top to the point where by the time you get to that title card, "Don't Kill It," I was laughing my ass off. It yeah, just I was. it felt like. They didn't know how to make it funny, so they're like, "What if we just keep shooting people?" I totally disagree. I, I think no, I I'm agree. with Greg one I think million are, percent. I think there are problems with this movie for sure. I still think it's a great film, regardless. Um, wow, hang on. I want you to yeah, say let me that. repeat let's, that. Let's, so Patrick, let's actually, view so it, it completely. Actually, thank you because I didn't enunciate that strongly enough. I think it is a great film. Regardless, a great film, a great film, and that's capital film F. with a capital F. Maybe, maybe even N grade film. <laughs> I'll look forward to seeing it on AFI's next. I want to see this with uh, <laughs> a little like list. leaves around the the quote here. Yes, <laughs> a great film award from Patrick yes, the Patrick Dunn Film yeah. Festival. <laughs> Listen, I, th- I think we're kind of splitting hairs here. It's a funny movie, and I it aims to be a funny movie. Do you think so? Yes, I, I, it I'm definitely sure it aims to. It definitely aims to be a funny movie. By the second the or third, by the second or third Dolph Lundgren scene, I was like, okay, they're going for. So comedy this is here. like first year improv getting, guys going. We can make a movie that's sure, funny. Sure. By okay. the time he's getting dragged out the door for two and a half minutes with a monologue, I'm <laughs> like, they know funny. what they're doing. The here. horror was never funny though. Like none no, of the slaughter really. scenes were funny. The slaughter is yeah. funny a couple times. Yeah, it's fun, but they there's really some milk shock it value that will make you laugh. Sure. Just, uh, this year, yeah. but that's why I said there's no jokes. Like it's it's stylistically funny. You have Dolph Lundgren playing a caricature that's funny, and then you have 
shocking gore and horror violence, which is funny because it's shocking, but I don't know. I guess it gets old for me over the course of 90 minutes. It's not like a... There's no, like, set-up punchline kind of joke. If there's a hot take to have right here, I'm going to give it to you guys right now. Ooh, warming it up. I think Dolph Lundgren was the problem with this movie. Mm. Explain. I think that um, if you had somebody with the charisma of Bruce Campbell trying to Bruce Campbell this movie, and I'm not not, nobody's Bruce Campbell but Bruce Campbell, but that kind of energy and attitude being brought to this would have been a million times better and would have turned this movie into a horror comedy. I don't but know. There's a I lot mean, surrounding Campbell, his character that is problematic as well, but it, I agree that, that I think that would have helped. Maybe it needed more camp but and Bruce, less gas. Yes. But Bruce Campbell is so dedicated to everything being campy, and I wouldn't have believed him. Like I, I believe Dolph Lundgren was who he's supposed to be in this movie. You know, Bruce Campbell shows up and he's just fucking Bruce Campbell. You know, but he goes from like he's just like unless unless it's the X Files. <laughs> <laughs> um, with, without getting too deep into the movie, I'm. Don't oh, spoil God, it. Was like, Don't spoil it. Don't spoil. <laughs> <laughs> That's the subtitle for this. Yeah, episode. Don't spoil it. <laughs> um, Dolph Lundgren went from being extremely passionate to I don't care. At the like the flip of a coin or the toss of a. I was going to say the toss of a hat, but that's not a phrase. Toss of a vape. Uh, sure, the toss of a vape. <laughs> but Dolph Lundgren was super crazy about demon thing, and then it like, I'm sorry, I tried to kill you. Dolph Lundgren said, yeah, no big deal. Like, or I'm sorry, I called the FBI to stop this thing, even though I definitely know that what you're saying is the truth. He didn't. He didn't have any. Um, He's. It's a lazy performance. I mean, really I wrote is. down three separate times what the all caps fuck is Dolph Lundgren saying in this scene and like I could not understand what uh, even what emotion he was trying to We didn't to even bring up that he slept with a prostitute without knowing she was a prostitute <laughs> and then paid her anyway she, like, was, she, was, she, she was shaking him down like what's she what's, he, what's she gonna do to Dolph Lundgren guys that scene he was trying to be a good guy he's got a weapon he's got all these lucky that charms fun. that was all fun but it didn't need to when be. When he this. gets out of jail, and that's fun. another part of this it's movie. All, this the peripheral movie. characters in this movie that didn't need to be there. Well, they're there to get killed. We're just it, that number was massive. Otis. It was constant. Otis? Who's Otis? Otis is like the, the guy with the glasses that called her Evil Lynn the first time. Yeah, oh like a yeah, terrible caricature oh, of a total dipshit. Which was another like sort of false flag as far as the feminist themes of this movie yeah. like evil lynn returns and it this had no feminist sheriff. themes no st- there are multiple scenes that try and set up feminist themes oh. that are not delivered oh, upon. it was a very one-dimensional strong female character is pretty much what it boils down to it was written by a man trying to say trying to show woke. how yeah exactly yeah. i'm super woke check this out yeah i know what consent is also i can write a scene where a guy is really douchey and objectifies a woman i read bullet points on the internet here <laughs> but, you go you know that line at the beginning where he says have you ever heard about consent or whatever it it's stru- i didn't know if they were making fun of consent or not i was a little worried <laughs> oh <laughs> like it just maybe i don't d- think it so. definitely wasn't like a sincere I-, I didn't feel like i was supposed to think like come out with a sincere understanding of like consent really now Are you trying to tell Bruce me Campbell? that you 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 <laughs> sought out and watched a movie called don't kill it and and you didn't learn a life lesson from I it? I thought it was going to teach me something about gender relations. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> 
So I, we, we've talked about massacres a couple times, and I really want to ta- talk about the church massacres. Yeah, that's definitely the highlight of this movie. Yeah, me. you know. Well, aside from the ending, but we're obviously going to get to that at some point. I would not call it the highlight, but I'm actually, yeah. What are your, what are you guys' thoughts on that? That is the only time I thought this movie was actually trying to be a horror comedy. Yeah. Hmm. It's, that scene struck me as something I could see John Carpenter doing, hmm. which is the highest praise oh, I can give. Oh, wow. Wow. It that is reminded a me of some Chris. of the balls out, like sort of just action scenes in some of his movies, and it had like a soundtrack that was like guitar that, driven. That eight oh eight, that drum hit, that well synth drum hit that they do every time that the boom 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 every time it starts killing stuff is just absurd. But no, I definitely see where you can see John Carpenter in that yeah. in that church sequence. Other than that, it was just, you know, eh, people are dying. It was kind of funny. I don't know. I didn't really feel anything. I was waiting for it to be over. I appreciated that sequence. It was fun. It was entertaining. And I liked that it got outside the church and got crazy as the spirit continued to jump to, like, a truck driver. Yeah, that's where where the guy was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the truck driver. Old dead-eye truck driver. But I felt really uncomfortable with the church part because it reminded me of some of these fucking mass shootings. Oh, yeah. Like when literal mm. churches have been no, shot No, I up. thought the same thing, too, because, yeah, that definitely hit me when I saw it. They may have been trying for that. It, well, this, this was made in 2016, that. I think, so... I mean, that stuff was still happening. No, but absolutely. That's yeah, what I'm, I'm that's, saying. Yeah, I mean, I what's the... Dylan Roof, when did that happen? I mean, it doesn't. it doesn't matter, actually, but, I mean, I guess the broader philosophical point here for me is that, I don't know, some of these over-the-top shooting sequences that happen in a lot of movies are becoming a lot less entertaining at this point because this shit happens in real life all the time. Yeah, life know? is it triggers for horror. all of us, I think. I'm going yeah. I'm to I'm go, out, and I may be the, the only dissenting opinion on this, but a chainsaw attack in a church is pretty uncommon. I mean, it wasn't just chainsaw. There <laughs> I know, was a lot of shooting people in the head. Shooting, but it was policemen shooting people, and there was... I mean, it was just... Absurdity. Really, the part I mean, that got to me. He came in and unloaded me, a duffel bag full of everything that could hurt people. <laughs> but really, the part that got to me was just the the shots of people stampeding the door yeah. that was blocked. No, no, I, I agree. It didn't have anything to do with the weapons, and I laughed at individual kills because there are some extreme kills in this movie. But the thing that really got to me was just like people struggling to get out of the church. This is a problem I have with horror, or sort of bad horror in general, is that I just feel like there's not enough of a brain behind it. Like, I don't like that sort of splatterpunk stuff. It works in Kill Bill because it's very clear how you're supposed to feel about it. But a lesser director like Sean Mendez... Uh, just I, I feel like a lot Shawn of Sean Mendes. That's his name. No, that's, it's Mike Mendez. You're thinking of Sean Mendez, the musician. Am I? Yeah, Mike Mendez. Whatever the fuck his name is, Mike <laughs> Mendez. Sean Mendez. Who's Sean Mendez? He's a musician. Great, but who is like? What does he play? Guitar. I don't know that much about him, but he's a thing right now. He's sort of popular. Oh, all right. Well, uh, props to him. I'm not up on what the kids listen to, but I know the kids are listening to him. <laughs> okay. Well, I learned something today. Yeah. Uh, but he, it just it's not clear. Like I feel like he's going for shock value 100% with this movie, which I'm down for because it's a B movie. It's a grindhouse type movie. Yeah. But I do feel like I wish he was a little bit smarter and knew that he might actually like push people's buttons the wrong way with this. Because I, I don't feel yeah, like he's I committing mean, one way or the other to some of the bold moves he takes. Like that church scene, I'm reevaluating now, um, and it is actually kind of disturbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, is, if it's disturbing, if he made it today, different story, but are we supposed to not have these things in movies just because 
bad stuff happens in real life, so we can't have bad stuff happening in a movie? I don't know. That's I mean, that's a really potent philosophical question. That's why I brought this up in the <laughs> first place because I was curious. And it's a question to get you guys I wish the director had asked when he made it. It's going to depend thing. on the individual too, um, and you can especially by the end where it's some um, fifty-something woman who gets the 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 thing next, uh, or the demon it, is in her next. You can tell he's just trying to play it for laughs at that point. That is, like I said, that is the most obvious scene where this is trying to be funny. She shoots Santa Claus, and it's an old lady with a gun, and ha, 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 that's supposed to be really funny. It is funny when she gets hit by the, the truck, though. Yes. No, that, that, is, that is always hilarious. funny in movies. I <laughs> the way her body flies. like splatters. I honestly don't know. You know, it doesn't splatter. She just gets There's hit a lot of splatter on that truck. into the air, onto the curb. And I don't know how they pulled it off with this small of a budget. But, I mean, the, so, I mean, the fundamental question, though, here, I mean, I think the easiest parallel to draw to sort of attempt to unpack this is 9-11 imagery. You know, I mean, since 9-11, so many fucking movies have used... World Trade Center imagery, basically, in their big disaster moments. No one knew what a building of that size looked like falling down yeah. until it happened in real life. And so now every time you see a movie falling down in a, a building falling down in a movie, it's using the same imagery and, like, the ground-level shots of people running away from yeah. the dust plume. And Nobody stuff. ever, and, and uh, we've watched a lot of disaster movies... Nobody ever puts the energy into trying to link it to humanity right. with those mm. movies. It's always just, here's the big scene. This the is spectacle. The, the spectacle. Exactly. Yeah. And nobody nobody ever brings it to any sort. We talk about it on the Titanic episode. That was, the, and that was even, that was pre-9-11. But that was the only one that we've seen so far where we are really tied to the people involved in those. Mm-hmm. And this... I mean, it's it's so much absurd. Like, just an arm falls on the ground. There's a chainsaw hacking somebody in the spine. It it's all spectacle. No, no draw to it. Which is why I think it's the only scene that they did well as far as making it seem funny. It's just there's body parts every damn where. Let me say this though: this movie was edited by Mike Mendez, the director, <laughs> yeah. and I will say it's very poorly shot and edited. Yeah, like it. It's just complete chaos that's another reason i had trouble trying to figure out the tone of this movie and how it's supposed to feel about the action scenes are nonsense like all i know is heads exploded a woman got hit by a truck and like that's it It i totally disagree i felt like i understood exactly what was going on in that chaotic church scene like what can you give me an example of like something specific you thought was poorly shot and then then, like i can't give you a specific example i just felt like it was very happy like i understood where the demon was traveling to but i feel like there were just so many shots where i was like like why would you show it from that angle and like why would you cut like why did you wait three seconds before you cut it was just fast cut fast cut fast cut fast cut for the attacks and then it was just here's some long drawn out story stuff and then fast cut fast cut fast cut fast cut anytime somebody was being murdered and it looked Hmm. cheap it was consistent at least I mean, it is yeah, cheap. I guess you're right. Well, if you're curious, the budget is a million dollars. Yeah, but you Dolph can, Lundgren if you know what it. you're doing with a camera, you can make a million dollar movie look like a twenty million dollar movie. I feel like a lot of this just looked like set photos. It mm. didn't even look cinematic to me. I don't think our podcast format lends itself to us really getting into the discussions of the editing of the film. But there's a scene in the woods between Dolph and the FBI agent that you can watch later tonight at your leisure, and you will see. How fucked up the editing is. Oh, on this movie. yes. <laughs> I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Is this spoiler room shit? Yeah, but even if it weren't, I just don't want to talk about it because I'm not going to be able to convey it to a listener what's, what's, or even to you oh. talking, really. 
but the but the audience is not going to know which scene to watch, so you should we can, explain it at some point. No, it's like, a scene where they're in the woods about. talking by themselves. We can maybe uh, include the timestamp or something, so they can just seek yeah. it out. They don't, they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we might just. I guess we have to just. Uh, you know, I don't think we're gonna come to a conclusion on the ethics of putting violence in movies. <laughs> I, no, we I, mean, I, was, we I got was just deep kinda, on this one. I'm impressed. Violence yeah, me is too. Easy. I just wanted to, I just wanted to open that topic up because I mean obviously there's not an easy answer to it. My answer was just it's I mean these scenes that in the past would be entertaining for being shot. You know, I mean so like Kingsman, did anybody see Kingsman? Which no. one? I, the first I, Kingsman. I'm going I saw to, the first so don't, Kingsman. Don't spoil it. You haven't seen the first. I know there's, I know there's violence in a church. Spoil the yeah, shit I mean out of there that. is there is an insanely violent, over the top massacre so sequence in a church, than... which is great and and is technically better done, but more importantly, um, didn't really carry that association for me. I watched. I was like, this is fucking hilarious and entertaining and really well done. And I don't know necessarily if I would still have the same reaction to it now, just because we've had Dylan Roof since well, then. And we've had all these other massacres since it, then. It, we're, are we talking about a massacre in Kingsman, or are we talking oh, about yeah. people? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, way more a, of a massacre than in this right. movie. Like, way more with people innocent die. people? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Well... Yeah. Well, I mean, yes. I mean, there because obviously there's a difference as in, between as in this movie. Some of them are being uh, don't don't possessed, yeah, just sort of let them, by a certain thing. Obviously, there's a difference first. between a scene That's where a you have a, a gunfight and you know one guy with a gun killing a bunch of people. But I'm not saying I'm not going to say that you know people shouldn't put that stuff in movies. But I don't really think it's funny on itself once you get past that initial shock value. And like I said, this movie could have been a little funnier if it were going for comedy. Have, you know worked totally a little harder agree. and i mean i'm i'm still the guy like i mean the the super bloody over the top kills that stuff is still funny to me like any movie you give me like swing an axe at somebody in their head just fucking explodes i still do that you know just that stupid guffaw like i'm that yeah. idiot i but i still I need think, a setup so i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off go no ahead. no go ahead um i still think that the comedy aspect of this movie came from them not being able to get a handle on the special effects. That's the vibe I got from it. Like, I want this to look gory and awesome, but instead somebody got hit in the head with something and their head just exploded or they got shot in the stomach with a shotgun. And very clearly, we just have a hose pumping out some red fluid of some sort. It may have been that, but it felt like. A unique way of showing those kills. Yeah, none and of that. None of that really. It me. didn't. That. That's what didn't resonate with me. Like it felt like it was. Oh fuck, we are fucked. Let's just try and make it funny. Mm-hmm. I thought that the special effects added to the comedy because you had like clearly, like, yeah. you know, clear rubber heads exploding. Yeah, I'll say though, you know. The I thought of the Evil Dead movie, so I'm glad you brought up Bruce Campbell. I thought of the Evil Dead movies a lot while watching this. Evil Dead. One, which I actually like more than Evil Dead 2, and I think I'm the minority there. You are. Is a movie that was made for almost nothing and is insanely competent at walking that line between horror and black comedy. And the gore looks just incredible. And it's so inventive, you know, with the POV force cam and everything. I can't believe that a movie that was made for like a thousand times more money. From a director who presumably true, has seen actually. Evil Dead. I just Dead. looked this up. $350,000 USD in 1981. So That's a lot of money. Adjusting for inflation. I mean, yes, it's probably still about the same budget. this movie. Well, probably pretty close. About the same, sure. But that movie is so much more effective and so much more inventive 
They I spent just, the money in better places. Uh, well, yeah, and the director was talented and had a vision. I don't think I've seen a couple of things by this guy, actually. He's done some shorts that I've seen that are just, I don't know, I don't want to shit talk him, but I, I just don't think he's thoughtful or capable enough of pulling off some of these high concept ideas, at least not in this case. I didn't think he was trying to go for high concept idea. But if you read the synopsis for this movie, it sounds high concept. Right? I mean, it's a demon hopping How do we from body to body. Concept. <laughs> the concept's good. I wish it were in a better movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, perhaps The Hidden. Maybe we should all watch that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, you guys, we've been basically giving our opinions more so than usual on this. <laughs> do we, do we want to review it and maybe take a break and come back and talk about that fucked up ending? Yeah, yeah. So uh, there may be some surprises in the reviews there but, will be um, some surprises you know, Patrick reviews. you picked the movie I think I know how you feel about it but you know would you view it cue it or screw it view it with prejudice no vehement view it um, no it was super entertaining I recognize there are a lot of flaws with it some have been sort of revealed to me I guess as we've been having this discussion some things I didn't even think about um, and some were certainly apparent to me as I watched it but I had so much fun with it fucking loved the ending I can't wait to talk about the ending really enjoyed it I mean if you're interested in seeing a movie called Don't Kill It, starring Dolph Lundgren, you're going to get everything you wanted. At least I did. Gregory? I'm also a view it. What? <laughs> yeah, no joke. As much shit as I'm talking, I am going to watch this movie again. Holy shit. I really... It's, it's dumb, and it was put together incompetently, and it was obviously just like a victim of circumstance... But I'm going to watch it again because it was because Steve, it's so Steve's, stupid. Steve's head just exploded it's as worth, if he had been hit with an axe in Don't Kill It. <laughs> no, I was it was watching. like a scanner's moment. hundred percent worth watching. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't say know what else a, a million percent? I don't know that I would quite go to a million percent, but definitely one hundred percent worth watching. You just have to, you know. You've, you've heard what I've said about it, which has mostly been shit talk. If you can get past what I've mentioned, then you'll you'll enjoy the movie. And I I mean, I I sat through the whole thing. I did not feel like at any point that I needed to stop and check my phone or do something else while the movie was playing. Same. And that sh- should speak volumes, especially in this. I can do whatever I want whenever I want with my phone or my computer or anything else. I didn't want to. I watched the movie and it was Everything I expected, just not quite the delivery that I wanted it to be. Wow. I was almost as shocked by that review as I was by the incredible twist ending of Don't Kill It. <laughs> they really had that ending. <laughs> Steve. Don't view it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that one of the options? <laughs> I, I, I would say cue it. I think there are a couple. Of, I would say for the ending alone, which we'll get to, it's worth seeing that just purely out of context. It's fucking insane. But this movie, is, it's it's a mess. Like, I, if it had been, like, if it had been even close to what I expected based on the concept, which was a low-budget, incompetently made film, uh, I would say view it, absolutely. It has a lot of potential even as kind of a grindhouse movie, but it's a mess. It doesn't seem to know what it is. I really tuned out for a lot of it. And again, I just thought of better movies that were made cheaply that pulled this this kind of thing off better. So cue it. I would say scan through it. I can tell you specific scenes, timestamps where you should watch. Uh, Dolph is a delight to see on screen, even if he seems like 
legitimately probably drunk for most of this movie. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is a great explanation for I thought everything that, like, about him. In I this don't movie. like to to go there. I just assume like he's an actor, he's making choices. But like I think he might have actually like intentionally gotten wasted when he made this movie. He was like, I could be writing a paper on chemical engineering <laughs> right now, and this is what I'm doing. Oh, there was some chemical engineering going on. Let me tell you, <laughs> he, did, he did utilize that a couple times in there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, his yeah, hair I, is fucking great. We haven't talked about his hair. His my hair first looks note. Great. My first note is just Dolph Lundgren's hair. Is what I've done. I could show you. Oh, it's my first beautiful. Note was the boots in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is great cut, but also, I mean, just at his age, good hair to good have that dude. amount of hair. Yeah. I, I yeah. have like you know a quarter of that amount of hair, and I'm 29. And he's 60 years old, and he's fucking rocking the like alt right look. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's clearly not plugs because I mean it is receding a bit. You mm-hmm. know, it's not a perfect hairline. It's yeah, clearly no, it's actually perfect. his hair, but it's uh, good hair. Depending on the scene, he looks either busted or fucking great. <laughs> like there's a scene where he's lying in bed. It's like, have you guys seen Hot Shots Part Two? Yeah, yes, with Charlie Sheen. Of course. You know the sex scene where the woman jumps off the balcony with her cowboy hat and lands on his dick? <laughs> yeah. Like, that scene in this movie <laughs> is almost the same thing. And he looks great. Like, when he's lying on his back. Lands on Dolph Lundgren's No, 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 no. Charlie Sheen. It's it's Hot Shots Part 2. You need to go see it. Great movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. see it. And that and Robin Hood Men in Tights where, I mean, that's like my high school years. So it's... Oh, I jacked it to Hot Shots Part 2, like, multiple times. <laughs> I'm jacking it right now. I'm not even kidding you. Hot Shots Part 2. Wow. <laughs> wow, so that's a view it for Steve. I, I, just, I just want to register the fact that I am not touching myself right now in any way. <laughs> and Neither am I. 25 nor percent of us are not touching ourselves right now. Just no, but, <laughs> but that scene, though. Let the record show that Gregory is the only person touching himself right hey, now. Hey, hey. Okay, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, there's a scene in this movie that is almost exactly that, and Dolph looks beautiful lying on his back in this, like, low blue light. (laughs) I'd say, you know, if you're you're into old Swedish guys... (laughs) If you're into Swedish fish, he's a real (laughs) Swedish fish. But only if you're an old Swedish... Is that like a Georgia peach? (laughs) Yes. All right, so I'm sorry. All right, Chris, what do you think of the movie? We're done. Chris Chris has not yet weighed in on whether he's touching himself yet or not. He's really hands off this When I think about Dolph, I touch myself. My hands are up. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I I don't even know how I can... (laughs) You expect me to say something intelligent after listening to all that? (laughs) Um... Damn. This episode I, has turned into pure id. <laughs> I, I give it a high cue it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it, it, as a horror comedy, it almost works. I just don't think it has enough parts that are actually funny. I thought Dolph was pretty funny. I thought the scene where he was like getting dragged out of the police office was hilarious. That was the perfect When moment. they're <laughs> itemizing his possessions and he's got all the weird demon hunter shit, that was hilarious. It's very Austin Powers. That's the kind of comedy. Oh, it totally was, yeah. That's the kind of comedy I like to see. But uh, you know, it's a, it's just pure. It's an entertainment movie. Do you need to see it? No, but you know, you'll probably and if you want to see a movie called "Don't Kill It," starring Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, this you know, this is the movie you want to see. Patrick is nodding in approval. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really is a movie. I, like, I think it really lives up to its title, and yeah, it doesn't it doesn't do justice to the great concept they accidentally came up with, <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So cue it. So yeah. So I guess we'll go down to the spoil room. The spoiler room. 
It's still hot down there. I haven't been Greg, able to fix the AC. I'm so sorry. To fix the AC. I've been working on it, but there's so much fire and hot water down there that it really offsets how cold it's supposed to be. I mean, you're here this week. Can you just like sit out the actual discussion and go work on the AC while we talk about the spoilers? I should, but I was I was invited for a reason, and the discussion was the reason. Chris didn't say, hey, come fix the spoiler room. He said, hey, why don't you come talk about Don't Kill It with I, us? On me. You know, I, I mean, our listeners you, want say, to hear you tools say, say all the that, now. but I feel like that's just because you're still touching yourself to Hot Shots Part 2, <laughs> Man, and you can't that was fix me. the AC at the That was time. not no, Greg. No, I am. No, Greg, you were. no Greg said he was he still actively is. touching yeah. himself. Oh, whoa, God. Yeah, yeah he yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to sort this out on our break. Uh, go watch Don't Kill It, or don't. We're going to take a quick break, then we're going to go down to the spoiler room and spoil everything, tell you how it ends. Does it get killed? Does someone kill it? You'll find out after the break. See you soon. But in the meantime, don't kill it. Don't, don't kill it. Don't oh, kill God, it. Don't kill it. You got to know the rules. Welcome back. We're down here in the spoiler room, ready to spoil it. We're going to spoil Don't Kill It. It's awfully hot down here. Sweltering. It's so hot. Whose fault is this? This is somebody's fault. Gregory could fix it, but I don't want to hear tools banging around the background. I think that might be kind of distracting. It would actually just sound like dwarves um, ironsmithing. It's It's like blacksmithing. Blacksmithing. There's so many boilers and spoilers down here. If you've read The Shining... You'll know that you'll be able to conjure the image of the basement of The Shining. Have anybody read the book? Yeah, but I don't remember shit about it. The basement, it just sounds like a fucking nightmare, and it has this furnace that is just, like, roaring, and, like, so much of the book is spent with... Yeah, it's kind of spooky. Or, like, imagine, like, um, the the furnace in that book reminded me of the air conditioner in Brave Little Toaster. Like, it has a (laughs) life of its own, like, this, like, menacing face, almost, like, on the grill... And that's kind of what it's like down here right now. I'm not afraid anymore. So what happens and don't kill it? People keep killing it. It keeps body hopping. People keep killing it. I mean, they keep trying to get into a situation where they can kill it the same way Dolph's dad did way back in the day by somebody taking poison and then killing it. But shit just keeps going sideways. The most problematic iteration of that is when the little girl gets contaminated by the demon and she's in the basement and the dad comes home and Dolph is like take my word for it she's in terrible pain she's irredeemable she's down in the basement now you have to drink poison and go down and kill her mm-hmm. and the dad does which I guess he's not lying because you can't save him no yeah, yeah there's nothing you could do to, to make so, this end well I guess that I didn't and then the that dad the takes the poison, and then the fucking FBI shows up and fucks everything up. The bitches. dad just dies. The girl fucks up a bunch of people, yeah, and then the spirit moves on to somebody. Because the FBI, like Calvary, gets called in by our hero FBI agent who should know better. What's Evil her damn Lynn. name? Have we even t- Evelyn. Yeah, Evelyn? Yeah, yeah. We haven't Evil really Lynn. talked about any of the characters in this movie. Meanwhile, there's a subplot where I guess Evelyn is a descendant of an angel. Yes. Or something. What? Yeah. She has some... Yeah, I she, was so checked out yeah, at this point. Yeah, she because <laughs> she survived her unfortunate like near drowning in the pool and and Dolph... That's early. Of, that's like 35 it's pretty early minutes in, into the movie. But, but Dolph, they're in a hotel room and she's like, I'm changing, don't look at me. So he, because he knows what consent is, he I looks... I was going to say, that's yeah. one of the main like consent violations yeah, he, on Dolph's part in he this He looks... Movie 
he faces a mirror and he's watching her undress through the mirror and notices that she has these like scars on oh, her back, yeah. like where you would might expect to see angel wings. Kind of remind me of Lucifer for a minute, my favorite show, because there's a beautiful. Wait, I thought your favorite show was Nine One One on Fox. Yeah, it is. I thought it was X Files. I thought it was if, Cops. If you don't watch Nine One One on Fox, <laughs> unsubscribe from our podcast. Don't do that. We need every single one of you. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so so she has like angel blood in her lineage, and so that means that if she were to kill it, the demon would so, certainly be tapped into the celestial energy network and be able to open the gates of hell and wreak havoc on the earth. So don't kill it, but it's especially important that FBI agent don't kill it because the demon keeps like really trying to get her to kill it right like, the demon will be on top of her and like grab her gun and hold it to his head and like grin really creepily like please kill and me and because so the demon's white she you. still won't do it so this, <laughs> god damn it oh, Chris. wow um so outside of the Speechless. police violence wow. against black people commentary that chris was making uh, that was one of the things that I wanted to bring up was just how like that's the one thing that was really really <laughs> consistent in this movie was how good he was that that the the different actors that had to play the possessed person uh, how good they were at portraying that particular mm-hmm. I don't want to say oh. emotion but that particular moment yeah where, that character is yeah, consistent yeah through really consistent it's across like every actor it's like the Bob Dylan movie sure yeah <laughs> I've, I've never seen it but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not there. Check it out. Todd Haynes. Great film. Yeah. But like everybody had the mannerisms were all on point. Um, just the, the look that they were giving her all were pretty much across the board felt good or similar. And I, I liked the I like the different interpret. Well, I say different interpretations, but the different actors interpretation of that same character all worked well. How so, does it compare to Heret? Have you seen Hereditary? No. Okay. We were uh-huh. we were going to talk about that on on cast at some point. Maybe this isn't the time, but Probably I not. see some similarities here. And this is that's definitely a that's kind a of newer movie, right? Bo- very new. It's, that's a body hopping movie as well. Where like there's a lot of baggage that comes with who has the th- the thing in them. No spoilers. Uh, I I don't feel like this movie did that very well. Uh, it was just that moment. Everything else, it didn't matter. Oh, okay. It was just, just throwaway. But it's okay. just that like that. Um, the the different actors that were trying to get her to kill it all felt eerily similar. I thought it did very well in terms of that presence being consistent throughout each person hop through. But more importantly, we're trying to get to the fucking ending and the spoilers. So <laughs> finally, we get out in the woods. Dolph has taken it upon himself to make poison, take poison, and then shoot it. More shit goes down. The preacher who's been causing trouble all fucking movie shows up. It is hopping from person to person, and Evelyn is, if I'm remembering correctly, it is threatening Dolph, right? Yeah. Doesn't Dolph drink the poison, though? No. He must not. He does not drink the poison. But I would also like to say, what was his plan after drinking the poison? To do the same thing his dad did. But he was dead. He, he yeah, didn't he, give any explanation on what she should be doing with this demon. Yeah. It's just going to be a little fuzzball floating around that's just going to possess somebody again in a few minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess she... Yeah, you kind yeah. of forgot that. Yeah, kind of know, the, in detail. I didn't even think about that until just now. So it was... Yeah. The world was screwed if he had died. Well, so the priest anyways, shows up. Dolph is in distress. Right. He goes after... The priest goes after the FBI agent after killing some redneck dude. So he's got the thing in him. And... 
Then it really goes off the rails, and I am completely on board for everything that happens from there on out. That's yeah, the movie the, I wish the rest of this movie had been. Because the priest is threatening Dolph as it, right? It is inside the priest. He's threatening Dolph, and evil Lynn is like, got her gun trained on the priest, and Dolph says, of course, don't kill it. Yes, and finally, the titular line. and Because it's going to go into her. She's an angel, and the demon can't go into her. Oh, it's great, because like in that moment, you get this kind of... It almost looks like there had to be special effects involved. It looked like a double split diopter shot, where like all three characters are in focus in like separate ways, but the background is out of focus, and you've got Dolph up against the tree, the priest coming toward him, and the FBI agent behind them. It's all slow motion, and... It's the perfect preamble to everything just going to hell. <laughs> yeah, because then she does shoot the priest, and in you're the like, head. "Holy, yeah!" In the head, and you're like, "Holy shit! What the fuck's gonna happen?" It clearly takes her over. Her eyes turn dark. She rises up into the sky, like Galadriel, yeah. just going crazy in that scene. <laughs> the Fellowship sky of the guy turns fucking purple. It's like, "Oh shit!" And I thought it was gonna be one of those like. Yeah, we're fucking edgy. We ended it with the fucking demon taking over the angel's body. But, but oh no, <laughs> no, no! I I knew yeah, they what show happened. they show her pull the pin. They show her pull the pin on that they grenade. Do, but I didn't see that. Yeah, okay, yeah, I didn't no, either. They, I, I, I watched I it twice it. and I still yeah. didn't notice. It. They oh, definitely no, it's all they, there. Was, they I, telegraph I, it because I thought the, it was obvious in the oh. melee with the priest and everybody. Someone, some redneck, has like a a, a vest. Oh, full it's foreshadowed. It's foreshadowed. So she ends up. She like ends up with the vest of grenades, and then yeah, she pulls a pin on one of them. And then gets she taken pulls over. a pin as she fires the gun. The grenade is in her gun hand, and so all of a sudden you see the demon all of a sudden go like just the her what's his, in my her hand? face like <laughs> melts and just looks at the pin in the hand, and then all of a sudden just yeah. explodes. Dolph picks up the fuzzy little golden flashing thing of light that is now the demon and puts it in a flask, and that's. Oh no! Actually, then there's, he, there's he, a great coda. It's it fucking crazy. A great so coda. suddenly he's on a a, a boat. boat. And what is that flag on the boat? Is that the Italian flag? I, I thought it know. was Mexico. I don't know what flag that is. I, I, I guess I don't know. I thought he, it was the Mexican flag. There's like there's a crest on it. I think the Mexican flag is just green, white, and red. It does stripes. have a crest, and who knows? The, what the Mexican fuck it is. flag has an eagle in the middle of it. Also, he like, oh, it is Mexico. Then. Yeah, he. I yeah. love that he. He like drinks out of the flask before he puts the thing in it too, and he's like, like he starts <laughs> dumping it to make room, and then takes a drink, and then <laughs> scoops it in there with his little. So he's on a boat. He drops the flask into the ocean, which I don't feel like is. I know you've got to get rid of it, but I feel like like put it in a safe so you know you can keep it safe. He drops it in the ocean. We get this terrible CGI flask floating down the screen, and then off. Fucking shark! The Meg comes out and yeah. eats the flask, and that's the end yeah. of the movie. So one can only presume that there is an intended sequel in which oh, the I, shark oh is God. possessed. Please, by the Jesus, please, God, just, God! But I don't want them to ever kill the shark. I just want that shark. That's to why be the sequel is going to be called the "Don't Kill time. the Shark." We can't kill the shark. Is yeah. what I want it to be called. Yeah. The, <laughs> shark, and the shark doesn't die. The shark that's, doesn't a, die. that's the title of the God, sequel. It would be the shark is killed by plastic in the ocean, so it's the collective fall and all, <laughs> all of, of humanity, humanity. So it's like becomes possessed by the demon. It's like avalanche sharks. They really yeah. do beat you over the head with a message. Shark. shark attack. When I saw that, that's the one. I get them confused. Yeah, but yeah, you know, for a guy that's. Allegedly so uh, so well planned on this sort of thing, you'd think you would have like put it in a safe, filled the safe with concrete, then dumped it out of a, uh, a boat in the True. middle of the ocean. Now he's just like, 
Throw it in the ocean. You know we're what? good. He lives for danger. He, this is job security for him. <laughs> he, he uses the same strategy that he used the first time when it came back. Right. Yeah. I'm just going to dump it in the bayou and call it good. I'm just going to dump it in the, the ocean and call it good. It's a bigger body of water. Less of a chance that it's going to get, you know, It's all uncovered. just a body of water. It's all just a body he of water. He did have to open that flask again, though, to fill it up. Otherwise, the thing would have just floated. But it's kind of sad that the FBI agent died. I would like to see a little scene where you know the now town did she is die like ringing or a bell heroic for sacrifice her body have an incredibly poorly uh done special effect where all her limbs spread around randomly after the grenade blew up because i don't know if she's dead because it was terrible well, she's dead the explosion <laughs> was, was magnificent it was so it was. Yeah. her body i mean it just makes zero sense if you like was, i don't know anything about physics but like just the way her body parts blast in different directions it was a fatality from mortal combat yes. it was ridiculous it was horrible and like i there were better kills in spawn easily <laughs> <laughs> yeah Sure. Is Spawn still on Netflix? No. <laughs> oh God! Okay. What? What? Should a we shame. do another in memoriam? <laughs> <laughs> no, not now. Okay, soon. All right. So, what are you guys watching next week? I'm so excited for next week, Greg. Uh, we are watching Bahunath. Bahunath. I don't even know how it's pronounced, but it's we're going back to Bollywood. Last time we went to Bollywood, you all know what happened. We met our oh, hero. Blast. We, we met Jay. So hopefully we get something just as good next time. I want there to be a swarthy, swashbuckling hero like Jane. I mean, because movie. all Bollywood oh, movies are exactly like 1920 London Fear Strikes Again. I don't know. That's what we're going mean, to find out. Yeah, I mean, it's have a, you seen Monsoon Wedding? It's like basically the same movie. <laughs> it's a family film, it looks like. It's, uh, it's long. It's like two hours and some change. I uh, can't wait. I'm ready to go back to India, everybody. And uh, I hope the rest of you will join us. Until then, you can join us online. Facebook, Twitter, email us. Stitcher. <laughs> sure. I, we're on Stitcher. I didn't know that. Yeah, we're on recently. Stitcher. We're on most major podcasts. We are a legitimate podcast. Do you guys it's have Instagram, kind though? Of amazing. No, we don't have Instagram. Yeah, well, I tagged you guys today. Oh. Well, right. maybe we'll bring back the Instagram. We I'll have we have Instagram, just we don't manage it. There's nothing on the Instagram. There's nothing. We're on at there. we're at Amoncast, but I don't think there's anything out there. Mm. Yeah. John Leguizamo is still just like wondering why we don't respond to him on Instagram. He's, he's <laughs> tweeted it or uh, he's Instagrammed at you guys so many times. Well, guys, remember don't kill it and don't not join us next time when we watch Bohunith or whatever it is. It's B H O O something something. Look it up. You'll find it. Until then, for every horror movie on Netflix, I'm Chris. I'm Patrick. I'm Steven. And I'm the extra specialist guest, Gregory. Specialist. See you next time. (laughs) 